Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, John Shookman, and I am so thankful to have you with me for today's episode. A huge thank you to Jennifer Harshman and Harshman Services for sponsoring today's podcast episode. I'm so thankful for the team at Harshman Services for being a part of helping my business and for sponsoring the podcast. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide. Honored to have you guys with me. Honored to have today's interview guest with us. So today's guest is my friend, Justin Shank. Justin is an entrepreneur, speaker, and the host of the top-rated podcast, The Growth Now Movement. He has been named a top eight podcaster to follow by INC Magazine, been featured in Thrive Global, and chosen as an icon of influence in the new media space. Justin's podcast has grown to become a podcast that is currently getting played in over 100 countries every single week and has gone on to help countless people grow their brands and business through podcasting. Justin also hosts and is the creator of one of the best events out there for entrepreneurs and forward thinkers, the Growth Now Summit Live. And I'm excited to hear about his events as we get into the episode. I first met Justin earlier this year. Poor Justin. I actually had heard of him from, (laughs) you're already laughing, from Ken Carfagno. (laughs) Ken, the week before, had gone to your event and I had heard the cool stuff you were doing. And I'm like, I have to meet that guy. And little did I know that then we would be on the same plane together to Orlando and we would see each other like 50 times in the hall. For a while, it felt like I was stalking you. And then it felt like you were stalking me. So we figured if we're already stalking each other, let's you bring you onto the show. But seriously, I'm so proud of you and what you're doing, man. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide. Welcome to the show. John, thank you so much for that intro. By the way, I used to I used to do the intros live for all my podcast guests and I would mess up nonstop. I'd say the wrong name of the book. I'd say the person's name wrong. So kudos to you for being able to do that in one take. That's why I post record intros now. But I'm excited for this conversation, man. And wait, the most important part is Justin grew up in Reading, where I'm from. He still hasn't hung out with me in person. He's busy hanging out with Taylor Swift every day. But besides that, he's a great guy. So welcome to the show. We're excited to have you. Yeah, man. So by the way, Tay Tay and I go way back, way back. <laughs> this is the comp- By the way, when we're done this interview, people are going to be like, this is the weirdest episode John's ever done. I don't know if I should stay subscribed, but stick around. It's going to get better. I swear. <laughs> when we're done recording. I have to tell you a story about when I, uh, I actually insulted Taylor Swift once. So <laughs> moving forward. So thank you for coming. Like, tell us, like, how the heck did you build all this? Because I think what you're doing with the Growth Now movement and the summit and the show is really cool. Right. How the heck did all of this start? Dude, it was kind of an accident, if I had to be honest. So six and a half years ago, I started podcasting, not knowing what I was doing. Right. My The idea behind the podcast was I wanted to interview entrepreneurs so I could pick their brain and I wanted to learn how to be a better entrepreneur. You know, the crazy thing about that is everything shifted about six months before I launched the show. See, my ideas of picking the brains of entrepreneurs was, hey, I had three failed businesses under my belt. I clearly suck at this thing. How do I get better? Uh, And then six months before I launched the show, my mom actually lost a 20-year battle to opioids. Mm. And that completely shifted my approach to life in general. It made me start to question, like, why am I chasing these things? Why am I trying to do the things society says I should do? And what happened organically was I started to have really deep conversations and vulnerable conversations with entrepreneurs and thought leaders and celebrities and all these people I got to have on my show. And it took on a life of its own. 
And when finally my purpose and my messaging and my branding aligned, the show started to grow. And I was like, well, this is kind of crazy. Like, who are these people? Why are they showing up? And then Inc. Magazine came and knocked on my door and said, hey, we want to we feature you as a top eight podcast every entrepreneur should follow. That article ended up getting read by 360,000 people and completely changed my life. Obviously, started ranking up on iTunes, started to get listeners all over the world. And still to this day, I have uh, downloads in 100 countries every single week, which is so weird because I am just a guy from Reading, Pennsylvania, right? And so from there, it spawned a number of different businesses, and I'm sure we'll get into that. But just feel really fortunate to be able to do what I do. And, and it all happened by accident because I bought a $60 microphone, plugged it into my USB port and started interviewing people. Yeah, that's so cool. So tell us about the businesses and why, like, so what have you learned? See, this is why I love just an unscripted conversation. What have you learned going back to that six and a half years ago? Was there a specific reason those businesses failed now? Yeah, man, you know, I think I was trying to do some businesses that I wasn't ready for, right? I didn't set the groundwork properly. Like I didn't have the basis needed in order to then go do these things properly. I didn't have the funding. I didn't have the network. I didn't have all those things that tend to be pretty important when growing a business. And I was young. Like I think the first one I was 23 years old, right? And so I was like, just trying to figure it out. But the one thing I I, honestly, I'm grateful for are those failures from the things that I learned from them and all those things in between, right? And so some of the businesses I had in the past that that failed, I did have a live events business, which is funny that I do live events now. And it was successful for about six months. We, we did a number of smaller events. We then did a very large nonprofit expo here in Berks County, uh, which was the first ever nonprofit expo done here. And we're like, hey, let's take every dollar we made with this nonprofit expo and dump it into a business expo. We paid a speaker a ton of money to come. He was he was well known and on television. He was on the, I think he was the first season winner of The Apprentice. Uh, his name is Bill Rancic. We paid him a ton of money. He's in the real estate market. So there you go. There's my connection to real estate. <laughs> uh, and, and so we we paid him a ton of money to come speak. And we're like, this is going to be great. We're going to make a ton of money. This is going to be our thing that we can leave our day jobs. We're going to become full-time entrepreneurs. I say weeks. I had a business partner. And we ended up selling three tickets to the event. And what I found from there was, hey, I didn't have the network. I, I didn't realize that you had to build a network in order to do that. And this is before you promoted business on Facebook. This is before social media was a, a big promotion background. And we didn't really have the money to run ads. And so that was a massive lesson for me. And really, at that point is when I really began to network and started to learn the power of networking. And I know in real estate, networking is such a massive tool that many people miss. I mean, I know more real estate agents than I should ever have met in my lifetime, uh, because there's master networkers, but that really learning how to network in the proper way changed the game for me. That's how I started to build the my network of people that I have now and my friends and my circles and and everything that I've done started with the idea of like, let me show up in a room, let me meet the right people, let me add value to their life, and then let's see where that goes from there. Yeah, I love this, you know, talking about not being ready, you know, and it sounds like you didn't lay the foundations and you didn't build a network. I mean, that's exactly right. If you become a realtor and you're trying to sell houses, but you haven't done the foundations of your business or you haven't built a network, who's going to buy homes from you? I mean, I I remember it's so funny growing up in Reading, right? I moved here. I lived with, this is embarrassing, but whatever. I lived with my dad literally until like a month before I got married. So what, 28 (laughs) years old, I'm like that schmuck. But (laughs) then I got an apartment in the Lancaster area and then we got married. My wife moved in, but we had an 
so all that to say, like I had W2 jobs that were like failed and I didn't make it, but I had no network. Right. So I became a realtor and was like, oh, my goodness, I haven't built a network. I haven't laid the foundation. Even now, you know, helping lead a team here, a very successful team, um, our team leader, Andy, will sometimes say, hey, I want to do this. I want to do this. And I'm like, hold up. We need to lay like the foundation, the foundational pieces of our business. You know, how are we going to train? How are we going to onboard new agents before we're like, let's put our name on a billboard. What are some of those things that you, you know, you talk to entrepreneurs all the time. And so realtors, same thing. Are there like a couple key ways, you know, building the network? Certainly. Um, Is there ways that like people knew in business? Like what are the foundation? Like if you were to say these are like two or three foundational pieces you should be working on right away. I'm, I'm, I get it. Networking. What would be like a couple others that you would say to people? Like you got to get this in order before you try to make money doing real estate. Yeah. I mean, so this is a really good question. And and somebody's going to come on your show at some point if they haven't already and talk about, well, you got to get your LLC and you got to get the insurances and you got to do all those things. That's all foundational, right? But the realistic thing for me, um, again, we talked about the network. Without my network, I wouldn't be able to do anything that I'm doing. The second thing is to really test the market, meaning like, okay, you have this great idea reach out to people and see if that's something that's that's worth their value, worth their time. Do they want to invest in that? Is it needed, right? Is it a flooded market? Uh, if it's a flooded market, maybe you don't go in there. Maybe you take a new approach. On the back, on the other end, if nobody else is doing it, it's probably not a good idea. There's a reason nobody else is doing it. And so to really kind of test before you, you fully jump in, right? So for me, when I was started to launch my, my first company, what had happened was I had the podcast, people came to me and said, Hey, can you help me with my podcast? And organically what happened was I launched a podcast production company. So I was doing that on the side when I had my full-time day job and I started to get asked to speak at events because my podcast, but the business wasn't quite there. Like the business wasn't going to pay my bills. Right. And so I still had the day job and I was kind of doing all these living a double life type of thing. And I actually said, okay, I'm going to go speak at this event in Orlando. So I had all that set. And then I got fired from my day job. And I got to a point in my life where I said, okay, I've got two options right now. I can either pay my rent this month or I can pay my way down. This is before I got paid to speak, pay my way down to Florida, go speak at this event and pray that something happens. Right. And so I went, I decided to go fly to Florida and speak at this event. And I ended up going out for drinks with the speakers one night. Now, here's the scary thing. I had no idea if my credit card was going to go through for the hotel room, let alone for these drinks. <laughs> so we're sitting around in a circle. And the guy next to me is a guy named Mike Kim, still a friend of mine to this day. Yep. He orders a drink. It's a $65 glass of scotch. They go around the table. Every single other speaker says, I'll have, I'll have the same thing. And it comes to me. I'm the last one in the circle. And I kind of took a big gulp. And I was like, I'll have I'll, I'll have the same thing, right? I didn't want to feel left out. Mm-hmm. I'm freaking out the whole time. I'm like sweating, talking to Mike, but he's literally giving me all this great information uh, about viewing my business differently. And I'm going to get to the point here in a second. But what happened was the waitress comes back and says, hey, can I get you guys anything else? Mike goes, I'll have another one. She, she goes around the table. Every speaker says, I'll have another one. Comes back to me. I was like, I'll have another one too. I'm freaking out. Like, I'm like, this credit card is going to get rejected in front of all these people who I just proclaimed on the stage that I'm the greatest podcaster of all time. This is gonna, <laughs> I'm going to fall on my face. And so long story short, Mike Kim ended up buying everybody's drinks that night. But what I learned from him was invaluable. And here's the piece that people are missing. You have to understand in business that you're the value proposition. 
Mm. You're the thing that differentiates yourself from the competition. And so I was trying to approach this podcast production company that I still own to this day, like every other production company. And what he said to me was, you are currently in a business where you're fighting to go broke because the prices are getting cheaper. The people are doing it quicker. There's now going to be, I'm sure at some point there's going to be AI that comes in and does it perfectly for you. All these things. He goes, you're the piece in the business that makes the difference. Find the clients you want, charge a premium, don't waver on your value. And that completely changed everything. I went home and made $22,000 in the next three weeks and never looked back. And so when I look at that shift in mindset, if you go into business with that mindset and understand that you are a valuable commodity to your clients, you're never going to go broke because your approach is just so different, so unique. And every single person has that unique proposition. And so if you go into business with that thought process and that mindset, you're going to win every time. That's so good, man. And I think it's great advice to realtors, right? Because as I speak to realtors on this podcast and through the membership, like there are 1500 realtors in my county, just here in Lancaster County, right? And so I can choose to be frustrated and like, oh, like Eeyore, no, I'm never going to make it. Or I can be like, what am I going to do? Right. I often say to them, like, you know, especially in the membership and I get emotional thinking about I'm like, I'm not going to let people take food off my kid's plate, my wife's plate, right? By not fighting for my business, by not being willing to go on video, by not being willing to go out and meet people, some other realtor is going to do it. And I'm letting them take food off my family's plate. And so I think I love what you're saying about like how you're the value proposition. So what do you bring to the table? And like, I just think it makes so much sense for realtors. Go back to your mom's battle with opioids and then how you kind of found a per- like your purpose and your message through deep conversations. What are people missing? What are business leaders? What are realtors missing in terms of conversation? I know you and your you know now fiance, you guys have been looking for a home and your realtor does a great job, but you know tons of realtors. So what is it that realtors are doing? Are they not having great conversations? Are they not asking the right questions? What what is missing in their business? Yeah. So, you know, first you want, wanted me to go back to the, my mom's battle with opioids and the, the shift and the purpose that I found in that. Right. Yeah. So she ended up passing away. And what ended up happening for me was I decided to numb the pain and I was blackout drunk six nights a week for three mm. months straight. Yeah. And I finally kind of, uh, well, I ended up having a call with the coach I had at the time and she goes, what are you doing tonight? And I go, I'm going out with some friends and she goes, no, you're not. Uh, you're going to sit and you're going to feel this. Uh, she used a curse word there, but I won't do that for you, Kenny. And so when, <laughs> when and so you're going to sit there and you're going to feel this. And I was like, okay. And so that night I stayed home and it was probably one of the worst nights of my life. I finally was able to kind of feel those emotions and kind of all those things that I went through. And I woke up the next day and I kind of had this weight lifted off of my shoulder and thus began the journey to figure out how life has worked uh, is happening for me instead of to me to get out of the victim mindset and get into the proactive mindset of going, why is this happening for me? Thus began the true journey for me of asking the right questions, of understanding that I have total control over my life, all these things, right? But the biggest shift for me was through all of these conversations. And I think this is a great takeaway for real estate agents because you guys work a ton. You work on the weekends, you take calls at night, you're doing research during the day. Like I get it. I know too many real estate agents to not know what you guys do. Mm-hmm. I'm not that person who thinks you guys work 30 seconds a day, right? Because uh, <laughs> that happens too. So with that being said, I, I, I got to interview all these people, 450 plus episodes, some of the biggest thought leaders in the world, billionaires. 
And I ask the same question to every single person. It's a two-part question. First part is, what's your definition of success? Second part is, what are three things you do every single day to ensure that success for yourself? Here's the missing link for most people who aren't successful in life and in business. The first part, the first answer to the question was always different, right? Everybody defines success a little bit differently. But the second part was those three things they did every single day were all self-serving. They were all to take care of themselves first. So this was the biggest shift in my life. I began to put in daily practices to make sure that I fill my cup first. And I took on the mindset of what's in my cup is for me. And what overflows is for everybody else. When I started taking care of myself on so many levels, whether it be moving my body physically, meditating to, to calm down, learning something new every single day, building relationships to, to, to fill my soul, all these things, everything else became easier. It became easier for me to serve my clients. It became easier for me to grow businesses. It became easier for me to find my messaging and my talks because I was healthy, happy, and I felt fulfilled every single day. And so what I've noticed by viewing people in real estate, in different corporate jobs, and specifically in entrepreneurship, they drain themselves because they feel like they have to be of service 24-7. But no, you're first. Fill your cup up and what's in that cup is for you and whatever flows is for everybody else. That was the biggest secret. That's what changed my life because I could sit here and talk about business X's and O's, but everybody's different when it comes to that. But if you're able to focus on yourself first, everything else ends up taking care of itself. So it becomes a lot easier to take the action. That's that's so good, man, because I think as entrepreneurs, we're so busy building. I just said this, you know, Vincent Puglisi, I just said this on a TLF call yesterday that I helped lead. We're so busy building the next thing, building the next thing, building the next thing that I I went through a period and, and we don't it's not super public. But like after my wife had baby number two, she went into like an extremely hard time. And like, it took me about four months after our daughter Liliana was born last March to be like, are things good? And she like broke down in tears and was like, no, I'm, I'm really struggling. I like, I feel it, you know, and having two kids under two is tough. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, holy cow, holy, like, and I froze everything I was doing and was like, I'm not even taking care of my wife and my kids. I'm so busy building. The At that point, I was like, I want to build a membership in the next few months. And I froze it. I, I waited basically a, almost a year, pro no, more than a year to build the membership because I was like, you know what? My main focus is taking care of my wife and our kids and our family and then my clients and then like the entrepreneurial stuff, the podcast, the membership. But it's just so true. Do you as you talk to entrepreneurs, is that what it is that the successful ones have learned to kind of like take care of themselves mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and the ones that are not doing well are just like running themselves ragged? Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that you can't be successful without taking care of yourself first. But what I noticed, and I'd rather you hear this now than when you've already created the success, but you've burnt out your relationships, you're now divorced, your kids hate you, all the things that come yep. with it is they may have burnt themselves out and they've lost everything in their life. And then they finally realized they, they had the money, they had the success, they had the cars, the house, the all the fancy bling, right? Is bling still a thing people say? It is now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old to know I'm not. One of the teeny boppers who listens has to tell us if bling is still cool. There you go. Drop a comment wherever you're listening. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what the cool kids say. So, you know, they had all those things and they finally took a step back because business was running smooth and they could take, take a breath and they realized they really had nothing. 
Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you talk about the chasing and the trying to get the next thing. Here's the one thing I'm going to promise you. Your goal can go be a millionaire. And I want you to, I want you to go make a million dollars, but I promise you the second you get to a million, you're going to immediately go, okay, now how do I make it? How do I get to 10 million? That's the guarantee <laughs> yeah. in life. You're never satisfied with the outside circumstances in your life. The real conversation entrepreneurs need to be happening, having and real estate agencies need to be happening is, are you fulfilled? Are you fulfilled? Not with what you're doing. Are you fulfilled with your life? Right. And so if your job is taking over everything, you can go create quote unquote success, go get the millions and go get the big house. But is that really success? Is that really what you wanted to do? And so to take care of yourself, to make sure that you have these healthy relationships and then build the business on the side. By the way, if you build good relationships, we talk about networking and community earlier. If you build good relationships, they're going to understand if you say to them, hey, I can't show you that house until five instead of three because my son has track practice, right? So going back to the original original thing, like if you network and build relationships properly, you can absolutely take care of yourself. Like I had a coaching call with one of my highest paid clients a couple of weeks ago, but it was my, my bonus son's first cross country meet. And I said, dude, we got to move it. This is first for me. And he goes, cool, totally get it, man. Go ahead and do it. We'll figure it out. So you build those relationships and you can take care of yourself easily. That is such a big lesson for realtors. And I want them to hear like, I can't show that house till five because I have never lost a client because I said, oh, I'm, you know, I remember actually a couple of weeks ago, my two, both of my kids had a doctor's appointment at the same time. So I was normally my wife can handle it. She needed me to kind of run one. And so I think part of it too is like those clients that say well how dare you have a track meet or your you know daughter's doctor's appointment then we'll find someone else those aren't the clients you want anyway people that don't respect your boundaries and your space and normally my clients are like oh absolutely family i had one and i and i just started do like probably the last three or four months in my business i i've gotten good at this i wasn't before because i was so worried to lose a client i actually i had I had a client. I was meeting with them. They said, can you meet this day? It was September 2nd. And I'm like, actually, that's my son's birthday. If that's the only day you can do, that's fine. And she's like, oh, no, family first. What about the next day? Like and previously I would have said, oh, no, it has to be this day. I'll celebrate Caden's birthday after 12 o'clock, like when I you know, when I get home. And so I think that's a lesson too. like you can say no. And no is like a really good for your clients to hear to protect your boundaries. Now, it's not I can't show you this house this entire week, (laughs) but if there's a two hour stretch, they will live. Yeah. And look, I understand we just we're coming out of an insane market where houses were being sold before they they were even put up. Mm -hmm. But I also understand the idea that if somebody owns a home and they're trying to sell it, and they get an offer that seems really, really great. They'll wait a couple more hours or even another day if they know somebody else is coming to look at it because somebody's willing to bid more, right? Yeah. So understand that. If you're if you're a slave to your clients versus being of service to your clients, you're a slave to everybody. You're a slave to so much, right? And, and then you're going to notice that your health deteriorates, your relationships deteriorate. And so, yeah, man, like I, be, I really, really, really believe in boundaries, um, and also those those clients who don't respect your boundaries, they usually pay you less than anybody else. I know that works differently in the real estate game. It's so true. Um, but those like I don't negotiate price like this is my price. You're in or you're out um, because the people who try and nickel and dime me, they're the ones who also become a pain in the butt. And so I just don't play that game. And so understand if you're setting boundaries from day one, they're not going to be mad at you if you tell them this is how I operate. Yeah, it's such good stuff, man. 
you know, one of the things that I know you're doing well is like you help people, you know, through podcasting, grow their brand and their business. As you see just businesses out there, and this can apply to realtors as well, what's a mistake people make as they try to grow their brand? Like, I mean, I remember when we had a logo made and we're like, all we need is a logo. And the guy who ended up doing it is like, no, you need branding. And we're like, no. And we, you know, we were so glad we did it. But what mistake do people make by not focusing on that? Yeah, I mean, branding, branding is everything, right? How are you, how are you positioning yourself? Now, when we talk about podcasting in general, which is which is really my specialty, you know, it's it's an interesting thing because the first thing we need to realize is that 80% of shows are doing less than 100 downloads an episode. That's not to that's not to deter anybody because here's the thing if you're if you're a public speaker and you had a room full of 100 people every single week would you show up? The answer is yes. So why would you not do this, right? Plus you can do it on your own time. You can record multiple episodes in a day. It's not like you're stuck to a specific schedule. But if your branding is not on point, you're not positioning yourself the right way. If you're not positioning yourself the right way, the rest of the world's going to go, "What is this joke?" Like I can't tell you how many times I've either been invited on podcasts or I've gone on podcasts. I'll say yes to everybody just because I like conversation, but I'll go on shows and their branding's terrible. And they go, Hey, can you introduce me to some of your friends? I go, Nope. And when the episodes (laughs) comes out, they're like, Hey, can you share this out? I was like, Nope. So how you position yourself in the market, whether it be with podcasting or as your brand, you know, whatever real estate agent you're aligning yourself with, like, how are you showing up? My favorite are these real estate agents. (laughs) Sorry if I'm offending you. These real estate agents whose headshots are 20 years old. Oh, I get mine updated like quarterly. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's one of those things like invest in your brand. Your brand is how you position yourself and show yourself to the, to the world, right? So one thing, the three P's that I talk about in podcasting specifically is positioning, partnership, and platform building. So with the platform building, understand that everything you do, it's really about how are you raising the level and how you present yourself. And so if you're able to do those three things properly, you're going to win every single time. You're the one who's going to stand out in the crowd. Um, and obviously, real estate agents do that by having updated headshots. You know, their, their material that they're giving to clients is on point. And then when we talk about positioning, you're positioning yourself by networking properly. And so all these things are, are important within business, just like in podcasting. And do it right. Invest. Spend the money. Do those things that are necessary. It's just it's it's a, it's a necessity. Yeah, Good stuff, man. Really good stuff. And actually, I love the questions that you ask your guest. I might steal those. But, you know, as you think about your business and knowing that like money doesn't bring you happiness, how do you measure success? What how do you how do you decide? Yeah, I'm like, how do you decide that you're fulfilled? Yeah, I think for me, I've always looked at the impact that I'm making. And I look at impact as getting not only my message heard, but also my clients' messages heard. Like I work with entrepreneurs who want to make a bigger impact and grow their income at the same time. And so impact to me is the understanding that you can shift to perspective, understanding that you said something today that may have made a difference in somebody's life. And I don't care if it's on a grand scheme or a grand stage, a big stage, whatever, or if it's a one-on-one conversation. For me, it's what impact am I making in the world? Is it positive or negative today? And so when I rest my head on, on my pillow at night, I kind of look back on my day and go, did I do good or did I not? You know, and, and to, to phrase Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World, I did mean to say do good, not do well, but do good. Uh, <laughs> and so to do good in the world and really make that impact for me is, is the most important part. And then to also understand that the people that I love the most and that I hold dear, whether it be my fiance, my family, my friends, you know, her children, to make sure that they're happy with how I've showed up in the world today. Do I win every day? No, I'm human. Yeah. Um, but it's always certainly my goal in order to do that. I love it, man. 
as we kind of close out our time, I, I love to ask this question to people. Now, this can be um, failed businesses, dealing with what happened, you know, losing your mom. Take us to a point in your life where, you know, you were really struggling and, and maybe it was a period of transition. What would be a piece of advice you wish you could give that version of yourself? You know, it's funny. I, uh, I'm i planning my talk for this weekend at an event that I'm doing in, in New York. And I started to think about some moments because I, I always try and sh- I always try and change up my talk a little bit. And I started to think about moments and we're not going too far back here. We're probably going about four years back. I had all these accolades, right? Inc. Magazine, Thought Leader Magazine, Podcast Magazine, BuzzFeed. Like all, I was featuring on all these things. I had massive success. My podcast was getting played in a hundred countries every single week. I, I was growing my then second business, which is what ended up becoming a success. And I woke up every single day and I felt not worthy. And I woke up every single day and I didn't feel good enough. And I woke up every single day and I felt like none of it really mattered. Now I'm not saying I was suicidal. I was, I've never been suicidal, but I was like, Mm. I got all these things I was chasing. People were recognizing me. People, I was being recognized in airports and coffee shops because of my podcast, like all these crazy things that most people would be like, oh man, I've made it. And that was probably the moment where I, I really said things need to change. And I realized that fulfillment is not an outside game. It's an inside game. And that's when I really started focusing on myself more, right? When we talk about those, those things you do every single day and, mm-hmm. you know, becoming a better person. And, and I wanted to be a great partner to my now fiance, you know, soon to be wife, which is weird to say. Um, this is right before I met her because I started to do the work, right? And I realized that that was my moment where I wish I could go back and just sit down and, and let that Justin know that you are worthy. It had nothing to do with the outside. It's all the inside. You are enough. You are loved. You are these things. Um, because when you bust your butt to create such beautiful things in life, because I really believe the things I've done are beautiful, um, and you don't feel worthy, that's a, that's a, that's a tough place to find yourself. And so I think going back to that moment would be, would be it. And I would have answered this question differently a week and a half ago. So that was really for me, my own internal struggle and that battle that I had to win. Yeah. Love it, man. So advice for realtors, you know, they're struggling out there. They feel like they can't make it. They feel like, and maybe it's that they haven't done the foundational pieces. They're not networking. What would be one piece of advice you would give them? I would say invest in digital lockboxes. <laughs> so Justin, guys, Justin got on the show and, and you know, he's like, I don't know real estate. I'm like, dude, I know like my favorite, the, my guests love pe- entrepreneurs and the stories and what they're building. And so he's like, oh, I figured we would just talk about digital lockboxes for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So what would be a piece of advice besides digital lockboxes? Yeah. I mean, obviously I I feel like we've talked about so much during this episode, right? Taking care of yourself and networking and, and all of these things. I would say consistency is key. Oh yeah. When we break down all the things, like people go, how'd you become successful? Like I, you know, I've gotten really good at being a podcast interviewer, but I had success long before I felt like I was good. Right. But it was the consistency. I showed up Every single week, I did the interviews, I released the episodes, I promoted them properly, I did all the things consistently. And over time, I created the success. Success very, very rarely happens overnight, right? 
sometimes it looks like it from the outside. Some people are like, wow, you've made this happen. I go, this has been a decade long journey for me to get to this point. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you consistently show up and that means kiss consistently show up as a real estate agent, consistently show up as a marketer, consistently show up as a spouse, consistently show up as a parent, consistently show up for yourself. If you're able to do those things daily and every day is going to look different, but if you're able to do those things consistently every single day, you're going to generate the success. It might not come when you expect it to come. It might not happen overnight, but it will happen. Like it's it's the sheer numbers game, right? Like how many realtors quit? I'm, I'm sure you know those percentages, right? So many quit within X amount of time. Yeah. You just making it past that X amount of time is going to create success for you. So think about that. Consistently show up, stick with it. And over time, you're going to create the success you need. Yeah, no, that's it's so good. Um, So basically, I mean, the audience should know, but just so 87% of realtors do not make it five years. So it's basically a 10% survival rate five years. 80% of realtors earn under $100,000 a year. So wow. you right, like it's it's crazy, but it, it's just a reminder. Yes, show up consistency. And yeah, very good stuff. Thank you so much. I mean, your journey is inspiring and what you're doing is really cool. I know you've got a ton going on. So tell the audience who's going to want to connect. Where can they find your podcast, the summit, everything that you're doing? Yeah, man, the easiest place, wherever they're listening to this show, if they search the Growth Now Movement or just my name, the show will pop up. I always say, check out a couple episodes. If you like it, click subscribe and come on the journey with me. That's really the best place. Or if they want to come and hang out with me on Instagram at Justin T. Shank, um, all that other information is there if they're interested in that stuff. But those are the two best places to get, get to know me a little bit. And I always say, if you follow me on Instagram, shoot me a message. I uh, would love to get to know you and see how I can support you. Awesome, man. Hey, appreciate it so much. Thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thanks for all the knowledge you shared. And we hope you have an awesome day. Dude, thank you. Hopefully I made some sense. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, you did. Thanks so much. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to my interview today with Justin Shank. He is an amazing guest, and his podcast is amazing, so I hope you check it out. I definitely had a ton of nuggets that I got out of this episode, and I will share a few with of those with you as we close out. I mean, I just love his journey, you know, uh, you know from everything with things his mom went through and, and losing his mom after a battle with opioids, drinking and having heavy alcohol use, and then coming to a point where he got, you know, so blackout drunk and then basically was told, you know, you are going to feel this. And that kind of really turned his life around. But his his story of just the adversity and coming through it has been incredible to hear, and I'm glad he shared that with you guys. I love how he talked about, you know, having a purpose and having a message to share with people and how he realized that what people are missing is you, like you are the value proposition. I think that's so big in real estate, in an industry where there's so many people, you are the brand, right? You are the valuable piece to your business. And I love that point that he shared with us. I love how he just talked about like fulfillment, right? And, you know, how are you going to achieve success? And how he said, you know, okay, well, achieving success, you got to figure out what your definition of success is. And then he talked about what are three things you do every day to create success. And I love that. And I think it's so good to kind of start at the top, right? Like, how am I going to fill myself first before I can fill others, right? For me, as a person of faith, right, that means like a spiritual connection with God 
you know, and obviously like taking care of my wife and our kids, that's a big part of that, right? Uh, for Justin, you know, some of that stuff is now taking care of his fiance and her kids and the opportunity he has there. So really good stuff. But I think questioning, are you successful and questioning how you gauge success is you know, great question to ask, right? It's not a dollar amount. Success should not be a dollar amount. Success is, are you fulfilled? Success is, are you having an impact on others? So Justin, your story is incredible. I'm so glad you shared it. I love the piece of advice that he shared that he would share with his former self about how, you know, he felt not worthy, right? And then he got all he was chasing but really wasn't fulfilled. So just the reminder that he was worthy, he is enough, he is loved, and then to just bust his butt and, you know, work very hard in his uh, career. So, and I loved, of course, to close out the piece of advice he gave all of you realtors. Um, and that big piece is, you know, that consistency is key, right? Showing up every single week, showing up every single day, you know, in your real estate, with your clients, with your network, and also like with your spouse and with yourself and with your kids, right? Like that stuff is important. You have to show up. Um, and really like I can't lead my wife and my kids well unless I'm leading myself first. So really good stuff. So thankful for Justin and his friendship and his willingness to come on the show. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you guys on our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.